1: Good morning, and this is Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhintara, and I will be your host this morning. And joining me via phone, I've got Sister Kathy and Sister Janet. Good morning. good morning. Good morning. How are you, Clarissa? Oh, my goodness gracious. It's so good. I like, I very rarely have two sisters on my radio show, and uh, being Catholic school educated, I feel I have to be extra extra proper and <laughs> oh, no need for that <laughs> oh my goodness gracious so uh here we are it's the second week of advent tell me how are your advents going <laughs> janet would you like to go
2: first
3: yeah whoever wants <laughs> sure. to go first okay uh, my advent's going well uh but it's it's always something that i have to keep up on um advent right now is uh that wonderful time of waiting and anticipating for christmas and a little more stressful this year as we're looking at not being able to get together with family so much. We've tried to be creative, um, and that's that's something we've shared a lot. Uh, We've been doing the uh, Advent prayers, you know, and uh, I've been given a little more time to reflection and reading more on it, which helps me kind of stay up with it. I hosted a family Zoom gathering for St. Nicholas yesterday, and we played (laughs) Christmas Jeopardy just to kind of allow for some creativity at a, at a stressful time. That's I think there's fun. a lot of loss being looking at. So, But it's also a time to kind of focus in on, on quiet and really preparing for Jesus coming more fully into our hearts this year.
1: So yeah.
3: it's kind of a mm-hmm.
4: both
1: and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister mm-hmm. Kathy, how about you? How has your Advent been? Happy second week.
4: <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, I think, you know, it's going as well as I think one can do in a pandemic. <laughs> Uh, it's different to be sure. Uh, usually at this time, I would be doing a whole lot of planning for our, our uh, Christmas Eve celebration and, and different Advent activities and so on. And so, uh, and also being a musician, I have found this a little bit different and difficult not to be able to to be able to sing and share music in quite the same way. However, uh, I'm re- we're really blessed because um, through our spirituality center, the Well. Uh, we have been doing a lot of online uh, things all actually since March. Um, and so one of the things that we've been doing for Advent is we have been collaborating with some sisters and late people in Australia. and we have been planning Advent services. Uh, we just had our first one last Thursday night, so it's a kind of a advent celebration uh, in two hemispheres. <laughs> And, and it's just amazing. It's given me a whole new appreciation, I think, for the gift of technology to be able to connect with people on the other side of the world uh, so easily. And and it works so well. And then just to have that sense of communion with others who are experiencing the pandemic, although they're a little bit coming out of it more right now than, than they're not as immersed in it as we are at this time. But so I've been doing that. And, and I, as a composer, uh, I've been doing a lot of writing because i've had a little bit more time mm-hmm. to do that these past nine months and so I, I appreciate that and i think you know the um for for me i think the whole uh, living in community is such a great gift because we we are able to pray together and to laugh together and to you know if you're going to be quarantined it's good to be with people <laughs> that you that you enjoy being with and who also just have a deep sense of of finding meaning in a very difficult time and helping others to do the same.
1: Great. Thank you both. Uh, I wanted to, uh, if you wouldn't mind, both of you, I guess we can maybe go in the same order that we went, Uh, Sister Janice and Sister Kathy, would you mind introducing yourselves to our listener and give them a little bit of context about your quote-unquote, day job that I know sometimes turns into evening commitments. Let let them know uh, who you are and what you do.
3: Okay, I'm Sister Janice Keenan. I'm a uh, Peoria Franciscan, West Peoria, and I'm working for the Franciscan Sisters of the Sacred Heart in Frankfurt uh, at their Port Center for Prayer. So I'm the retreat program manager. I plan programs. Uh, And right now I'm planning a lot of programs that don't happen or that go virtual. So I've learned a lot on Zoom Uh, and done a lot of work on that. I'm also a spiritual director, so I've been able to, um, now with the protocols, meet with people on site if they feel safe at a safe distance and mask. But I do a lot by Zoom and phone, too. Uh, And our uh, center has wonderful ground, so people are coming for that. They're coming for hermitages and um, time apart and coming to walk the labyrinth. So uh, sometimes I, I'll be talking with people and, and meeting with people, the hermits, for um, spiritual direction for that. So Correct. that's mainly um, how I do my day job. I do live with the sisters here at Frankfurt at their mother house, which is on the property. And uh, so I've been able to be part of the, the prayer and the community living um, of that particular place. So it's been a blessing.
1: Great. Thank you. Uh, Sister Kathy?
4: Yes, and and Janice, just before I I talk a little bit about myself, I I want to tell you that I did my student teaching eons ago in Bartonville, Uh which is not far from Peoria. Very close. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I'm a sister of St. Joseph, of the Congregation of St. Joseph. Uh, We have, um, I'm in, our center is here in LaGrange Park. Um, I'm a composer. I've been writing music for 50-something years, and I love that very much. Of trying to really help people to see the sacredness in, in the very ordinary of life. Um, so I've done a lot of composing. I, I do a lot of liturgical ministry, although I'm not—I was at St. James Parish in the city, which I loved um, years ago, and, and St. Francis Xavier in LaGrange Park, um, in addition to have been a campus minister and theology teacher at our at our high school. Um, but right now, I do a lot through through the through our congregation and a lot of the initiatives in our congregation. Uh, one one of which is uh, Protect and Heal Earth, uh, which I was actually involved with the with the diocese um, in the, for the season of creation in, in putting something together for the diocese, and that was wonderful. And we've been doing um, it's been amazing when I say the gift of technology because back in March when the pandemic began, we started hosting a morning prayer every single day in the morning and the afternoon it was just a kind of a, a brief centering prayer for about 15 minutes and we would have like 90 to 100 people every single day and and not as many in the in the afternoon because we did kind of a sharing in the state of the heart at, in the afternoon but but what was amazing to me was the the it was community that people needed especially well now too but especially in the beginning it was just so scary and people were feeling so alone and so it, it has just it was an amazing thing to see how this community of people it was i as i call them the zoom community it became a zoom community and really was a lifeline for for everyone because of of what was what was happening we've since continued it we we have a uh, morning prayer monday morning and Thursday afternoon and then I do a morning prayer every Wednesday morning where I also weave in a bit of music uh, with that so um, so those are kinds of some of the things that 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 I've been involved in um, you know and then other obviously other congregational uh, teams that I'm a part of
1: thank you so much that's such a richness both of you provide both to our Uh, local church, and I imagine now that we're in the era of Zoom, (laughs) our virtual and not-so-local church. Uh, The reason uh, I invited both of you wisdom figures onto the radio show this morning is uh, one of the challenges that we've heard from our pastoral and parish leaders uh, who've been doing ministry in this time, who've also been, you know, learning how to use Zoom and Learning how to to work distance wise, social physical mm-hmm. distance wise is, uh, some of them some of them have said to us, you know, we're starting to feel tired. You know, our leaders mm-hmm. in the church, uh, especially in this time of Advent, you know, the, in the beginning of, the, the, of our church year, are starting to feel, you know, a little tired, a little burnt out. And so we thought we'd we'd have two, um, we'd have two people come on and just talk a little bit about how we as spiritual leaders, you know, can still continue to keep our cup full-ish, you know, like maybe half or a little bit full. Um, And I I would like—the question I have right now is, like, why do you—how and why is it important that um, leaders, especially leaders in our our church communities, um, take time for themselves in the midst of, you know, working probably six days a week?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whoever
1: wants to (laughs) go— Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like to start this time, Sister Kathy?
4: Sure, sure I'd be happy to. I, you know, Clarissa, I think one of the really important things, um, I think what's, what's been happening in our country and our world these past nine, ten months is just so huge um, it, that it, it really needs extra, I want to say, even extra time and space to even be able to process and pray with it. Because it's 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 had such significant um, impact everywhere, you know. Um, and so I think so I think that that time of, of as you say, it's really important for people to make some make space for that. I think also to reconnect with nature. I think is important to try to get outside, take a walk, even if it's for ten minutes, um, to to get in touch with some something that's bigger than but bigger than ourselves. But I also think another important thing is to we need to experience the grief that, that, that's happening. And I think, I think um, you know, certainly as Christians and as followers of Christ, you know, we, we understand that whole, um, the, 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 the whole paradox of life and death. And I think sometimes as a culture, we don't take time to, to grieve or to lament. What's happening, and I really think it's in that that our grief can be transformed into a hope and into to more life and um, energy. Um, so I think I think that's really important. Um, and to connect to connect, in, in, as far as, I know for myself, sometimes it's it's difficult to to um, have energy to connect, even though we're we're alone all, or spend a lot of time alone it's it's almost like it's it's difficult sometimes to make connections um, outside of of our homes and so on. And so I think there really needs to be extra effort because I think other people need to hear from us and we need to hear from them. And so I think there's a piece of that that's important to let Janice go next before I say more. Yeah.
1: Sister Janice? I think, too,
3: um, you know, the leaders, the parish leaders and those in public ministry in the church – uh, you focus so much of your energy on others that, um, and there's right now so many complications faced with the pandemic. I know I used to be a principal, and when I hear what the principals have had to do and the, in the mm-hmm. teachers um, to, to make it possible for people to be in, in education or give them all the options. And I know people in um, religious education, the same thing. Um, there's just a lot, and it can get overwhelming Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you're dealing with coworkers, you're dealing with parishioners, you're dealing with students, you're dealing with your own family, you're dealing with finances, the state of the world, the uncertainty of the times. And that can lead not only to compassion fatigue, but right now I've, I've heard the phrase pandemic fatigue, and I think that's mm-hmm. very real. We're tired, we're stressed, we're frustrated. And since we're embodied spirits, you know, mind, body, spirit is all connected I think our spirituality can suffer here because we can get discouraged with everything going on. And The the Mm -hmm. word I hear people say is, I'm exhausted. They're exhausted with the loss. They're exhausted with the grief, the sister says, and and with the uncertainty, the not knowing how long and what will Mm -hmm. it all mean. And then you start to ask, you know, where is God in all this? And Mm -hmm. I think it's very important for people to take time for themselves. Self-compassion is going to be so important. You know, that love God, love your neighbor as yourself is, is really true. We need to love ourselves, and that's not being self-centered. That's not being focused mm-hmm. too much on us. It's, it's to be balanced, to um, allow ourselves the quiet, the exercise, the breathing, the mindfulness, all that we need to be able to, um, to, be able to let the Lord fill us so we're going to be able to, to fill others. I know that people, uh, we need to connect with people who can help support us. And and a lot of people want to connect with the leaders, with the public people in ministry and church. But that can be very um, tiring, too. I find that when people call and just they need to talk. So those conversations go for long periods of time. And uh, Mm -hmm. that can be be exhausting for people. So uh, I think Mm -hmm. we always need to replenish. To allow the Lord to fill us, and it. it takes time and quiet to do
4: that. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and I and I also think one of the things that I that I found early on in the pandemic, and I'm finding it uh, probably it, it sort of subsided for a little bit, but now I feel, especially with Christmas coming and all the losses that people are experiencing around that, and and, and as Janice said, you know the uncertainties and so on. I I think that the greatest spiritual practice is living in the moment. And I know I'm not very good at that sometimes. I'm on a jump ahead or I and I think what I have found because because the fears and, 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 and as Janet says, the you know, the overwork and the ministering and people who look to, to you for comfort and look to you for strength and so on and so forth, I think to just to know this is the moment I have and that, that I that God will give me what I need in this moment, um, and not, and not be jumping ahead of grace as they say. Um, And I have found that personally has been really helpful for me because I don't even know if I have tomorrow, you know, I hope so, but I don't know that for a fact. So to just know that, 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 that our Emmanuel, our our God of love and comfort and peace and grace is in this moment with us, no matter how difficult it is or how wonderful it is. And, and just to try to not move ahead, (laughs) Now, I understand in ministry sometimes we we have to be moving ahead. But even to stop, you know, a couple times during the day and take a few deep breaths and say, you know, I I remember being on retreat years and years ago, and I was kind of dealing with something. And as I was walking back to the retreat house, I just heard God say to me, now is all you have, now is all you need. And that's just been a real uh, touchstone for me, especially at times like this.
1: Thank you so much. We're going to, speaking of staying in the moment, we're going to take a quick momentary break and we'll come back on in a little bit.
5: neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities' Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another.
0: We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Cupich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures and a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100.
5: There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here, If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you.
1: We are back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the uh, Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese. And joining me this morning is Sister Kathy Sherman and Sister Janice Keenan. And we've been talking a little bit about spiritual wellness, especially for those who are leading in some way um, at their local parish or uh, within their faith community. And before the break, uh, we heard a little bit, a little bit more about. Um, the need for people to, in these times, maybe to stay present, um, but then also to kind of, you know, experience the grief. And uh, as we're kind of rounding the corner uh, toward Christmas, I'm wondering if either of you could expound a little bit more in terms of, like, what, what would that mean, you know, especially as the holidays are coming and, memories of Christmas old and, you know, Advent <laughs> old and, you know, all those things that used to keep us so busy, you know, all the mm. prayer services and the Advent wreaths. And so, yeah. So what is that? How did, how do people who are, are leading now hold hold that tension of what, you know, the new, the present and the old?
4: Oh, uh, uh, well, I, I think, I think the first thing is, is, is just the, the simple realization that, this, this time is unlike any other time. And so I think part of it is 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 how do how do we even from a spiritual standpoint, how do we think outside the box here at this time because we're confronted with something that we've not experienced before. So I think and to see the graces in it I, and I don't know about about you, but even though this has been a painfully difficult time for, for, for us, uh, for our world, for our country, for our church, uh, there have been blessings in it. There have been graces. Um, I don't know if you remember, but like you know, early on when this pandemic was going on, you saw a lot more families outside biking together, walking in the woods, uh, people fam, making meals together as a family. Uh, almost, almost like this this pandemic in some ways has stripped us of all the things that that sometimes we think make us important. <laughs> Or that we think are are the most important things, and sometimes I think that causes us to lose track of what are the really deep down values that we have that 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 um, that can never can never be taken away from us. Uh, that sense of of community, that sense of of of, of loving our neighbor, that sense of um, what it means to the the power and the depth of love. I mean, we witness that all over the place, you know. Uh, not only probably in our own circles, but oh my goodness! You look at our essential workers, and you mm-hmm. look at but these 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 uh, researchers and and our doctors, and I mean it's it's and nurses and all the healthcare workers, and it's like I I I for one I'm in awe uh, of of their of their dedication, the way that they're pouring their lives out uh, to bring hope and healing to the world. So so I think I I think. Um, it just maybe we need—sometimes maybe the things we take for, grant, we, we take for granted have, have sort of risen more to the surface than we're saying, oh, my goodness, how have I missed this? Which doesn't diminish any of, for me, you know, or us, the, the, I don't think the pain or the, or the suffering, but I think it puts it in this larger context of what really holds us together to begin with, and that is God's great love and the great love that we have as a community of faith.
1: When you say uh, staying present, uh, so I have a two year old, and l- <laughs> let me tell you, there's nothing but presence in my house. Right, um, right. And one of the like one of my favorite all time psalms is Psalm 139, and mm-hmm. my kid has this beautiful curly, curly hair. I mean, you see it from miles <laughs> away, and when I see, when he sits on my lap, you know, I, I, I repeat that psalm you know and it's mm-hmm. just it, when you talk about the presence and the joy and the beauty and i've noticed his hair and you know he's you know <laughs> all these things but i think even you know as as you're talking i i think you know even as as a young as a young family i mean there's so many there's so many opportunities to be called into that grace and that wisdom and that presence of just like sitting you know and just being right.
4: yeah yeah absolutely because children are a that's lot that's, of... that's all they always live that they are oh, they yeah. live in the presence <laughs> There's a lot of creativity,
3: I think, going on, mm-hmm. too, for this. You know, we remember wonderful Advents and Christmases of the past. And, and this year, you know, and every year in Advent, we're looking at how are we going to be more open this year to Jesus dwelling in our hearts. And I think mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of creativity with that. Uh, I was thinking even with the music, when you say that I play guitar for the carols at Christmas Eve, always in our in our mother house. Warrior, we we do Franciscan readings with that and do the hymns and it's like okay we can't sing as much right now you know and I know up here at um, beginning of the Sunday Mass we're playing um, music we're playing carols uh, we're playing arias from um, Messiah you know the openings and mm-hmm. and playing something during communion because we're not singing as much and and it's like I, I know we're humming behind our masks so we really are but uh I think mm-hmm. there's something um, to looking at, okay, how can we do it a little differently? I know uh, my family, I come from a big family, nine kids, and a lot of nephews and nieces, and we always got together, you know, um, to, to celebrate together. And I know the community does that. And right now we've learned to do more virtually. We've learned to know, do more by Zoom. But we're mm-hmm. also doing a lot of texts and um, emails. and people are sending out funny things. They're sending out things that lift your spirits. Mm -hmm. They're sending out little things about what's going on in their life uh, back in the yard. And my family, we're doing a lot of things with the squirrels out there. You know, my dad loves squirrels, and mom and dad are both gone now. But I think their presence is still so with us in so many ways as we have those good memories. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's a way to look to their future Uh, The mystery of the visitation is the one that hits me so much these days. Mary visits Elizabeth, you know, and that was a stressful time for both of them. Uh, And when the angel said, you know, um, your cousin Elizabeth, you know, is with child, everybody thought Elizabeth was barren. And and she's three months from giving new life, you know. And so Mary and Elizabeth support each other. And and they're supporting each other and bringing new life into the world. So I think for Mm -hmm. us, it's that memory, too, that even though a lot of times it looks barren in a lot of ways for us, something new is happening, and we need to trust that God is going to bring life out of this.
2: Um, Yes, and to that point, Janice,
3: I think, oh, I'm sorry. from death and growth from pain. So I think there's always that look into that. I
2: -hmm. find
3: myself listening to more music and and finding poetry helpful, and, and the Advent devotionals you know, spending more time with that and talking about it with other people. You know, what are you reading? I Skype with one of my, my sisters in South Dakota on our Indian reservation. We Skype every week, and that's one of the things we share right now is what are you reading lately? What's been going on in prayer uh, to support each other and to um, to keep us a little focused on what's, what's deep behind things? What's the real meaning behind
4: yeah and I, and I think the other thing that, that that comes to mind as you're saying that too, Janice, is um, I, I think you know as, as especially as Americans, but we, we really like to be in charge and um, we, 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 we like things to go the way we think they want it, to, want to go. And I think one of the things that's been another I think a gift and a, and a insight and blessing for me that, at this time has been to realize that though I may be limited, and uh, there may be restrictions, and we are limited in some of the ways that we usually do things. God is never limited.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, um, and, and, and I'd just like to give a little example of that. Uh, some time ago, I don't know, maybe it was in May or something, I didn't, I've been doing some online concerts. And so I did this online concert, and there were two different times during this time. Of, it was a Zoom concert. And I could absolutely feel the spirit connecting me with the people with this, the song that I shared, and um, they weren't—you know—I wasn't with them in person or anything. It was through this Zoom connection, and and I prayed with that, and I was like, "What was that about?" And and what I realized was that it, it's 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 much easier sometimes, you know, when we are in person, we don't have to work. It may be as hard because we think, well, they're right there. But, but what, ha- what happened to me was to say that God, God's, the Spirit of God knows no boundaries, whether I'm in person with someone or whether it's it, through this intentionality of, of, of desiring for God to be present in this exchange. God is not limited. And that's been a really important lesson for me um, because I'm not doing things the usual way. Um, So I'm a bit limited, but God is is never limited.
1: Thank you. Oh, let me go ahead, and we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll come right back. Thank you.
5: Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests, who are often experiencing homelessness, are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit aftersuppervisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at CatholicCharities.net.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: From break, thank you so much, Sister Kathy and Sister Janice. If you're just joining the program now, uh, we're talking about spiritual wellness, especially uh, in this beginning of their new liturgical year, and what it means for uh, church leaders to kind of be mm-hmm. attentive to the ways in which uh, they can nourish their, their selves and their own spirituality. And uh, before we went to break, there was a really beautiful story about the Zoom concert, I guess, Sister Kathy, that <laughs> yeah. you were that you were mm-hmm. part of, and how you encountered. Uh, Christ in that, and I don't know for either of you if there is a passage um, that resonates in your life, a passage from Scripture that resonates in your life about how you have continued to experience or encounter Christ in in this kind of lived reality.
3: A passage for me has to do with the story of um, Jesus feeding the 5,000 with uh, five loaves and two fish that the apostles had. And I found this to be an image for me for my religious life, my vowed life, but also my ministry. You know, I've got five loaves and two fish, and it's not enough. Um, And there's always that awareness that I need to ask Jesus to bless it. It kind of goes with that idea of Sister Kathy that God's not limited. Um, And so when I think I can do it all on my own, and uh, it's a reminder to me always, Five loaves, two fish. You give what you have. The Lord has given me gifts to use, and I try to use those gifts, but always to realize that it's the Lord that's going to bless that, the Lord that's going to give abundance. And I think it just helps me to keep, keep humble and realize um, that it's God working through me. It's not me doing it for him. It's God doing it through me, and I'm always grateful for that. I think mm-hmm. that it leads mm-hmm. me to gratitude, and gratitude is always uh, a wonderful place um, to to be in touch with uh, peace and joy. It's hard to be mm-hmm. really sad and grateful at the same time, so it keeps me in touch with um, what's what's important.
1: Awesome, thank mm-hmm. you.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I and I think I think one of the things that I and I have to say that you know there have been times where I really been struggling, even struggling with my faith um, in the sense that um, it's been so difficult to, to see the pain, uh, you know, especially when you, when you see, you know, people not being able to be with their loved ones who are dying or the, 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 the disparity or the, the, the racial tension that the, the racism that exists and so on and all this. And, and that, and that in a sense, being able to be out there on the front line, so to speak, is, Usually, we would be or could be. Um, so I think, I think another thing for ministers that's important is to realize, you know, sometimes it's okay to struggle. Um, and I think some, we sometimes think that we need to have it all together or we need to be strong. And, and there are times for that, of course. But I also think there are times where our vulnerability becomes a greater gift so that it allows for others to feel that sense of vulnerability because God breaks in that. God is in that vulnerability and God is in the struggle. And um, I can remember when I used to teach uh, theology and I used to say to the kids, they said, you know, if you never question, your faith is never going to deepen if you never have any questions to ask. So I, I think there's a real place for that as well. And so I think the scripture passage that actually I said it to music and if it would be okay, I could just share this little mantra with you.
2: Sure. Um
4: and it's, I called it If I Had Faith, and it goes like this. If I had faith the size of a mustard seed and could plant it in the earth of my heart, maybe I could grow a love so deep and wide that the world could find shelter in me. That's what I pray to be. And so, so I think it's, it's that if I had faith, it, it, it's that desire to, to pray, to have, to be intentional about having the kind of faith that others can find, that I can, if it, even if it's tiny, that God, as, as Janice said, will bless it. And, at the, and the intention in itself makes space um, for others, to hopefully, to find a home and to find what they need.
1: That's beautiful. I think, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to both of those, those, those images in the stories in which you brought up, there's something very natural about it, right? I mean, so food, right, created out of Mm -hmm. things, wheat, Mm -hmm. bread, Mm -hmm. you know, water, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the fish that comes, you know, comes from the earth, and then also the image of the mustard seed. And earlier, I think in the program, there was an, you know, just kind of a, I I forget who, who it was who said it, but I mean, the attention to nature in this time. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and that that creativity that 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 kind of flows from from the um from that that's yeah,
4: beautiful yeah. Mm-hmm. you know it's interesting john donahue uh, you know is a as a poet maybe you're familiar with some of his work but mm-hmm. i remember um i remember him one of the things that i read in an article about him was um he was talking about grief and he was sharing how when he goes outside into nature it's, it's it's the one place that's big enough to hold his grief, right. and and I think, and I and I think there's so much truth to that too because we we've become aware that there's there's something that's bigger than the human race, you know. And I'm an avid gardener and and, and a perennial gardener, and I um I, I think that the 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 the, na- the, the, cycle, the seasons teach us so much about who God is and how God is and so you know you see this beautiful garden that you've worked on and you know collaborated with the earth you know and it's beautiful in July and August and all of a sudden it starts to die down and then and now it's all it's all cut down and it looks like there's no life there whatsoever and yet comes spring and the garden just comes back to life and it and it's just an amazing experience to realize that 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 you know that that this cycle of life, it, it, is, it is the Paschal mystery, and, and, um, and it's beautiful, and it gives us hope. Um, I think, too,
3: creation is that first revelation of God. Uh, yeah, to be out exactly. In nature gives you perspective. And then mm-hmm. people come, and they, they'll get out of their cars at the port, um, and they say it's just so peaceful there.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
3: we're all about uh, that bringing peace to body, mind, spirit, and when you walk mm-hmm. the grounds, I mean, the squirrels are still running around like mad and the birds are singing and there are deer out. And it's like, um, even though everything else around us so often seems to be falling apart and we're dealing with pandemic, there is something in nature that helps give us perspective, sunsets and yes. breeze. And, you know, and so I think really nature for me, too, is a, is a real healing. And it gives me, gives me a little perspective. There are some things bigger than I am and mm-hmm. to trust that, you know, God's got it in his hands. God's got us in his hands. I think that mm-hmm. God with us, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. Advent title is for me one of the most powerful. Um God is with us in it
2: all. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no that's yes. that's very yeah, that's that's absolutely very very beautiful. Um when we talk a little bit about like the real world application and what you know I think the the passage that I always think about is um, uh, when we're ca- when Jesus calls us to rest um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm wondering if uh, in the work that you do both you know in terms of spiritual spiritual direction and kind of hosting a, a, a myriad of programs at both of your centers, when we th- when we think about, you know, the learning practical application of it, you know, where do you find guidance and wisdom? Like I, I, I feel like in the formational aspect, some of us might say, you know, <laughs> the catechetical guides or, you know, these <laughs> other pieces, but it's it's different in the work that you do, so I don't know how either of you want to answer, you know, what, what the real-world practical application is for some of what you're saying.
3: I think I think one of the things is um, that I encourage people to is breathe. The spirit is the breath of God, ruah, mm-hmm. and um, I think so often we're just in that kind of almost fight or flight mode. And if you take deep calming breaths, um, it it tells the body and the mind, uh, hey, we're, we don't have to flee, we don't have to fight, everything's okay. So to take even five times just deep breaths, breathing in the spirit of the peace of the Spirit of God and exhaling the tension that's in you, and by the end of that five, you're breathing in and out that peace of God, and it helps us focus. I think um, on on then that mindfulness, that being in the present moment. Um, so I think I think that's that's something I would say. Uh, I think in our scripture and in our. our Teaching in that it's to to care, you know, to love God, love others, love yourself. Um, so how do you follow? How do you follow Jesus? And Jesus took time with people individually, respectfully, you know. So how do we how do we follow in that? And I think we have to just really get kind of mindful of where we are and what we're doing to be able to say how can I how can I be that disciple?
1: Dan, oh, that's beautiful.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would just add, you know, the, that whole sense of Emmanuel, God with us, um, it makes me say, you know, so Jesus calls us to be God's presence in the world, so then it's sort of like, how how can I help people to know that God is through who I am and through my gifts, through what I say, through what I do, how do I help others to see that God is with them? Um, it, it, and it doesn't and it's not it's not necessarily in any majorly big ways, but um, but just I guess i I guess intentionality is what I guess I'm saying is um, am I aware of how I'm called to be God's presence in the world in whatever situation I find myself or in whatever conversation or piece of ministry that I might be involved with um, yeah, and and also, I think, to take time to do what, what you love. Uh, you know, if it's taking a walk or if it's uh, listening to a piece of music or breathing. I agree with totally with what Janice was saying. Breathing is such an important, as I said one time in one of the prayers I was doing, we kind of take it for granted, you know, but it's an amazing thing that we're able to breathe. And that that's, if that's the, God's life-sustaining breath for us and for all of creation. And so to really um, to allow ourselves to breathe deeply in gratitude for, for all of God's gifts, I think, also is important.
3: I think you mentioned, too, that thing about rest. And I think it's when, you know, Jesus called the apostles away for a while because it was just getting so hectic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need to do, too. We need to take time off from, from work and everything else to just renew yourself. You know, that may be talking with a spiritual director or a trusted friend or mentor. It may be spending time in a hermitage. It may be just being out in nature and being quiet. It may be listening to music or coloring, anything that helps us focus mm-hmm. and get peaceful and then be open to what God might be saying to us. Uh, and I think we don't often do that. And and Jesus had that rhythm of being with people and doing the healing and preaching and teaching the apostles, but he also had that rhythm of going away by himself to be focused and be with the Father. And and I think we need to um, do that, too. That's part of our following.
4: Yes, and I think it it also has to do with um, that when you talk about deep uh, deep breathing, I think there's also this deep listening um, and, and listening to your own heart to know how I'm being called. Uh, in this next moment you know Um, and I think again I think that's a um, something that's not always easy for us to do but to listen to your own heart and what is your own heart leading you how is your heart leading you to be to be in at any given moment
1: well let's go ahead and take uh, our last break and then we'll come right back and hear a little bit more thank you
5: Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Do you have a
4: gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782. 4219. That's 847 782 4219.
1: Radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Uh, joining me this morning, or kind of finishing up the program with me this morning, if you haven't been, if you're just catching us, uh, we've got Kathy Sh- uh, Sister Kathy Sherman and Sister Janice Keenan, and we've been talking a little bit about spiritual wellness and wholeness and kind of what that what that means and and reimagining our our Advent time, uh, and just because I know both of you work at, you know, different places and different uh, centers in the Chicagoland area, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, the work that's done there, and if people are listening, how they can, you know, jump onto your websites, or if you have social medias, or anything like that?
3: Okay, um, I work for the Porziuncola Center for Prayer, and uncle is something that's oftentimes hard for people to say, it's Italian, it means little portion. So they call it PORT for short. So our website is uh, www.portforprayer, as one word, Um And what we try to do is bring peace to people through um, body, mind, and spirit. So we have available five hermitages for individuals who can come to spend time for a day or three or a week. Uh, we offer spiritual direction um, and guided retreats, spiritual director retreats. We offer um, programs um, that may be Monday mornings or stay. we're doing stay treats, uh, virtual retreats um, coming up. We had Father Ed Shea this morning on Advent. Um, We'll do guided meditations virtually, so we're doing virtual and on-site, depending on the numbers. We have a holistic center that um, does massage and reflexology and things like that, and that's healing touch. That's just a a wonderful thing at, at this time. So um, our phone number for just information on that is 8154643880. We're also on Facebook. and there's a wonderful newsletter that our director puts out um, that has a wonderful reflection and then has the programs. So hopefully that will be um, that would be something that would be good. We also have groups that come to the building that have programs. Um, that may do their own retreats and um, use the building. And we have wonderful chefs who provide them with with really good food. Um, I do programs, too, for parishes um, and religious communities, different places uh, on different topics, either on-site or virtually. So it depends on
1: what's going on right now. And their food is really good. We've done a – and how I found (laughs) out about you was uh, our office – had like an office retreat a couple years ago and I'd never gone down that that way Uh, and it was good and then I think after that I went back for another program and that's kind of how how I got to know you and it's a it's really a wonderful place and um, Sister Kathy tell us about a little bit about uh, where you are in LaGrange.
4: Okay um, we're, we're the Well Spirituality Center and um, it, our mission is uniting what well, well, comes flows out of the mission of our congregation, which our mission is unity, uniting all neighbors with one another and with God, and all neighbors meaning all of creation. And so there's a, an emphasis on the communion of all. And we offer all kinds of different programs, uh, retreats, spiritual uh, companioning, healing ministries. We have massage, grief counseling, psychological counseling, um, and, and right now, of course, as I said, we've been doing—we also do school parish programs, too, but obviously not doing those right now. Right. And um, we are doing—right now, we do have this morning prayer every Monday morning and Thursday afternoon and uh, uh, when, uh, Wednesday morning. And then we're, we have an upcoming program with Helen Prejean uh, that we're going to be um, hosting, too, um, who's obviously—well, you may not know her, but she uh, has— uh, is the person who has really done so much to abolish the death penalty. And so she'll, she will be doing the program. So we do, we do a lot of different speakers and uh, things like that as
1: well. And um, do you have, by any chance, do you have a, a website handy? Or... Yes,
4: yes, thank you. It's www.csjthewell.org.
1: Um, and are, are you also on Facebook, by any chance?
4: Uh, yes. Uh, yes, we are. Um, you can find the well. I'm not sure what how you get that, but I guess it's you okay. Get the, the
1: well. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Our socially adept people who, uh, if that's their preferred way, will, oh, right, will easily right, find exactly. you. <laughs> you could also find say, our as, congregation as can there also too.
3: Call and we could send them the program booklet and things like that too. So there's a lot of options. Open.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, our our website for our congregation is csjoseph.org. So people would be, could find out a lot about and you can find our spirituality centers on that as well.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh we have just under 5 minutes left and if there was a parting word or words that you wanted to <laughs> impart uh from our really wonderful conversation, what what would those be for, you know, our leaders who um might be listening right now?
3: <laughs> I think mine would be um uh, just maybe taking from a scripture quotation, and that's from uh, Lamentations. And that's, uh, it, it strikes me that God's got a wonderful sense of humor. Uh, that in the book of Lamentations uh, is the most hopeful passage, I think, in the Bible. And it talks about the mercies of God are not exhausted, that they are renewed every morning. So great is God's faithfulness and I think I would just say that just uh, to remember God is faithful to us and God will be with us, and that even when we are in that wonderful biblical history of lamentation, like, you know, where are you, God, and what's going on, and you know what's happening, that they always end, all those prayers, like Psalm 13, end with that, now I will praise God for I trust him. It's like laying it out there before God, and then God trusts God, that God will be with us and bring us through it and bring good through it. So I think that's what I would offer: that God is faithful to us.
1: Awesome, thank you, Sister Kathy. Yeah. Did you
4: have?
1: Yeah, I, if I could, I'd just like to just share this
4: uh, little poem and then just end with something, one thing of mine, if I could. Um, this this is by Jan Richardson, and I have just found this um, very, uh, just very significant during, especially during these times, and it says. Blessed are you who bear the light in unbearable times, who testify to its endurance amid the un- unendurable, who bear witness to its persistence when everything seems in shadow and grief. Blessed are you in whom the light lives, in whom the brightness blazes, your heart a chapel, an altar where the darkest night can be, can be seen the fire that shines forth in you in unaccountable faith, in stubborn hope. In love that illumines every broken thing it finds, which for me that would the light, of course, would be God's light. And then just I would say a song I wrote a, a number of years ago was called "Hold On To Hope." And so my my advice, or I guess what I would share is hold on to hope and hold on to one another in faith.
1: Thank you so much uh, for. All of your wisdom, your energy, your time, your passion—even you know the rest—in which you <laughs> are calling our listeners to to be a part of uh, this. If you uh, are just again joining us, we're uh, wrapping up with. Uh, Sister Kathy Sherman and Sister Janice Keenan, both of them have been sharing such great wisdom uh, with us on how to sp- stay spiritually well and spiritually whole, especially if you are leading right now um, in this time of pandemic. And if I could, uh, if you could just repeat either your phone number or your website one more time as we close out our show and, and um, say goodbye to our listeners.
3: Hey, ours is prayer.
4: Thank you. And and ours, the the Well Spirituality Center, is www.csjthewell.org, 708-354-9200. And I just want to say thank you very much, Clarissa, for the invitation. It's been wonderful to be a part of your program this morning. And to your listeners, thank you.
3: Yes, thank you. It's been a wonderful opportunity.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for this time. Enjoy the rest of your advent season and I you won't say the- Merry Christmas yet because we, we know, <laughs> we know we know there's, there's patience and joy in waiting. Enjoy That's the rest right. of your week. Bless thank you,
4: you too Clarissa. Thanks a lot.
0: Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.